Hey ladies, this is Diane O'Brien, your head honey housewife. This will be podcast number four. And today I want to see who needs clients out there. <laughs> um, it's funny, I'm a part of my career right now where I have more clients that I can kind of handle that's happened at different times in my career. And I would just turn and say no or turn it over to other people. And and right now the hiring has just been so great this year that um, I'm one of those situations where I'm trying to find other recruiters out there in the country. Um, that are doing what I'm doing remote. Um, I probably have a dozen of friends and colleagues that I know of in the niches that I've been working previously, which was always in sales and healthcare. Um, but more recently, I've gotten to things, um, I was doing insurance, but now more finance. And even I have jobs in the cannabis industry that I can't even keep up with for the CEO that I'm helping over there. So one of the reasons for this podcast is not only to speak out to these other, uh, you other headhunting housewives out there or entrepreneurs that are running their own recruiting businesses, um, they're looking for clients. Usually I like to teach you how to find your own clients. So I'm not just providing fish, but teaching you how to fish. But there are those rare occasions where I have some fish to give away, some good big clients, big fish that need recruiting help. And I would love to be able to forward them your way. So I'm going to try to find a way not only to put this out in a podcast, but have a link, or maybe just go to my website. It's right now it's still up, salesourceinc at gmail.com, or I'm sorry, salesourceinc.com. Um, so you can email me through there. And uh, that way, again, for this, I'm looking for experienced recruiters. This isn't; These aren't the recruiters that I'm helping learn the business. I can't have someone kind of cut the teeth on these kind of clients. Um, so if you're somebody that's already, you know, already earning six figures, recruiting from home, and, you know, you have these uh, clients you've worked with for at least over five years, that's who I'm talking to right now. So please email me um, and uh, I'll get back to you if it makes sense. Let me know where you are in the country and what your niche is, what industry. Um, because even though you can be remote, I know like a lot of my clients, even though I hire nationally for them, it's nice to grab a cup of coffee for that FaceTime when it's part of your clientele and business development. I'd say all my most recent clients, the past five at least, who found me on LinkedIn are still in this Philadelphia area. Um, so anyway, that is that. And uh, as far as a little bit more information, I, I can tell you, I'm looking for people in, um, as far as where the clients are looking, the cannabis industry guy I'm helping, we have a lot going on out in Oregon, no surprise, uh, kind of near Bend, Oregon. But we also have a nice high-level VP role. It's also in the cannabis industry, but a VP spot, about 120 plus um uh, financial planning analysis, that type of thing in Clearwater. So I'll throw that out there for any recruiters down in Clearwater, any out in Oregon. Um, and then I also have two really nice financial roles, a vice president role. Um, that's a VP. I'm trying to think. It wasn't financial planning and analysis. I can't think of the title right now. Uh, it is compliance, VP of compliance, uh, financial compliance, um, managerial level uh, that is actually managed direct reports in the broker dealer space uh, that's in Austin, Texas. So if I have any good remote recruiters out in Austin that have specialized in finance, let me know. Um, and also just a lower one, I said lower between like 75 and 95, not the six figure uh, licensing and registration for finance. So I'll just put all that out there. Sorry, it's kind of boring for you guys listening to me. Just want to talk recruiting. But uh, again, if you're out there, email me. Go through salesource.com, salesourceinc.com, and email me if you're looking for clients. Um, anyway, so, you know, on that note of finding your own clients, though, I feel like I can never talk enough about that. I touched upon this on the last podcast while I was driving to the beach, so hopefully that came through. It might be kind of blurry. Um 
But I want to, you know, take another step, you know, past kind of what I spoke about before, before I went through how you find clients, the nitty gritty of, you know, getting on Indeed, looking for jobs, and then reaching out, as well as attracting clients by making sure your LinkedIn profile makes a lot of sense. So kind of like I've been the past um, five to 10 years where people were finding you, so you're not uh, having to go find clients anymore, but there you have plenty coming your way. Um, but I want to go deeper on that finding clients and making sure it's, you know, a right match. So if you're needing clients, you want to make sure they're a good fit for you when you first speak with them. And it really goes to the different models that, you know, I've discussed in my book, Work From Home Headhunter. You know, if you're new to recruiting, you're, you know, learning about you can be a contingent recruiter, you can be an exclusive recruiter, you can be retained. And I want to talk about that a little bit because, you know, it's funny. I think I probably even spoke in my book about how, you know, you start out contingent typically. Again, contingent recruiting means that maybe you're new to recruiting or just happen to live in that model where you're just used to working for clients. They call you up, they need, you know, a salesperson, they need an insurance rep, they need an executive, you know, in Philadelphia or New York, wherever, they give you the job order, they say, hey, do you want to work it? Now, there could be multiple other recruiters working it, but they haven't found the right person. And if you're willing to put the time in and realize that, you know, it's a little risky because other people are working it too, there's no guarantee. It's like many straight commission jobs. But if you want to work it and then if you find the right person before anyone else does, you get paid. And, um, you know, it's funny, as I had worked through my career going from the contingent model to uh, when I started my own business, I only did exclusive and then finally got into retaining people were paying me before I even started the search. I thought that was the highest end, especially with executive searches where, you know, if you're searching for people making one, 200, 300 plus, you know, you get some money up front, usually a third of their salary. Um, but I'll tell you, I've come full circle with a lot of things in life where I sometimes go right back to almost the beginning or, or find more of a middle ground, which is really more the case here because, you know, I don't always like contingent, although when I was doing insurance, um, jobs earlier this year, that was all contingent. I did play some really high level, you know, 100, 185. The last placement I made there was, a, uh, he was doing 200. We only got paid on the 185 though, I believe, um, cause it went off base salary. Um, and those were all contingent because they were hard to find. So, you know, that was great. But um, like currently, I'm playing the finance field again with a good firm. Um, he needs, his, the CEO needs some help finding uh, some of those VP roles I spoke about, in fact. Um, and they were completely on um, exclusive. And they kind of came to the same realization that I realized when I was doing retained for many years, especially back in the clean tech days, um, where I want a retainer up front. Sometimes those high job, high level jobs you know, as recruiters, you know, they take a long time. These aren't things you're finding in one to two weeks. Um, even if you find the right person in one to two weeks, someone at that level, it takes like three to six months to close deal between phone calls and meetings and negotiating and the offer. Um, and sometimes you just get tired of working it, you know, but when you're retained and you already kind of took the money, you feel that sense of obligation or even guilt if you're not working on it enough or if you get tired of it. Whereas I kind of feel lately that the sweet spot is really when you're exclusive, when you have a great client that they're only working with you. Um, they're not giving you any money up front, but you know, they're going to pay you once you bring the person in. But what's great about that is that, you know, it gives you a little more flexibility as far as, you know, you'll still work it just as hard as retained, but it's not like that money's on the table. If something happens where they have an internal person come in or, you know, find someone else where you just don't feel that, I think, sense of obligation, or you're not making the client, I think, feel bad either if they've already put money out and you've done nothing for them. 
Um, so that's a really, I think, good spot to be at. But both are good. You know, they both, I think, I've, I've spoken to both at different times in my career. Right now, I think the reason I like this exclusive, what was kind of sweet about this, which is uh, different than I'm used to, um, usually, you know, you get paid as a recruiter just off that first year, that salary, right? Even on retained jobs, like I would hire on retainer, you know, if the person's making 200K salary and they had a 25% bonus, you're only getting paid on those retained jobs usually, the, um, you know, off that uh, off that first year salary, not their bonuses. Um, and again, usually it's like a 30% or deal. Um, the exclusive, you know, um, they're not always 30%. More lately, they're around 25%, I would say. However, um, you know, I've come across really good organizations that, um, you know, are not just getting the base, but also their the bonuses, um, which I thought was new. Here, I've been doing this for almost 20 years, and I've never even thought to ask for the bonus. I just would go off the base. And so you meet someone and learn that, you know what, this firm is asking and getting that. So it kind of steps it up for all of us. <laughs> so as I put this out here, you know, talking about clients and getting clients or giving clients, you know, make sure when you're having those initial conversations to, you, that, to know that you don't always have to go off what has been done before. You know, my contracts would always just have, um, again, 25, 30% off the first year salary. I wouldn't talk about bonus at all. Now I will. The other thing, um, and as far as contracts, people need, you guys out there listening to me that needs help with contracts, let me know that too. Um, I have to set up a link on this or something. Until then, just email me. You can find me on, I think, social media, uh, Diana Bryan or pull up salessourceinc.com, my company, to email me what you're looking for. I'm going to try to make some downloads for contracts. I've gotten a lot of questions over the years for that. Never had a download, but I've got some more help lately with marketing. I can do that. Um, not marketing, IT, <laughs> tech, which I'm not good at. Um, but anyway, the contract, not only would I change now trying to go after the bonus getting included, but the other thing that through the years I always kind of set as a, you know, a standby as an industry standard was guaranteeing my hire for clients for one year. Um, and that started back when I did sales teams and then it kind of carried through and all the executive search firms that I partnered with, they seem to be doing that. But um, recently, I'd say the past couple of years, I've worked with some clients, um, again, recruiting staffing clients versus a straight direct client uh, that were needing my help and, you know, filling jobs um, that were only guaranteeing for 90 days. And I've seen a lot more of that, which always has made more sense to me because honestly, once you have your candidate there, if things go wrong for 90 days, often it's not your fault. It's not like you found the wrong candidate. There are so many other things that can cause someone not to work out, right? Um, but anyway, so depending upon how your contract is set up, don't be afraid to mix that up. I know it's harder with current clients when they're used to that, but as you're getting new clients on board and as you're going out there and sending out a contract, um, you know, switch those things up a little bit and I think you'd be surprised what you'll find. So I think that's probably good enough for today. Again, talking about clients, uh, people that maybe out, are out there looking for some or how to get them and the contracts that go along with it. I didn't talk too much on retain because I've been in this little exclusive, um, you know, area again, exclusive uh, recruiting um, that's been pretty, pretty nice. But, um, you know, retained the, for my retainer people out there again, that is, that is still fantastic because you're getting a nice fee up front. So you're never working for free. Um, I'm sure you feel my pain and you know what it feels like though when months goodbye and you can't close it. <laughs> but um, but those retainers are often great to get to, especially I think in certain industries where you really are afraid if the competition's pretty fierce you know, that, you, that you would just be working for free. Um, so, you know, to each their own at different points in your career, right? 
So any questions about that, feel free to call the, or not call, but email. And I'll find a way, now that these podcasts are new for me, to kind of communicate with y'all more as I'm shifting my career a little bit and finding new paths of having more fun. Um, like I mentioned, I think my first time I did a podcast, it was kind of like, I need some more adventure. And I always come back to recruiting <laughs> and helping, you know, recruiters and just doing the jobs because it's easy money, so to speak. Not easy. It's still hard work, but it's fun work, finding people great jobs, making more money. Um, uh, so, but, you know, I'm also looking at doing some other things. That's the reason I'm doing these podcasts. I want to keep helping more women out there. Um, I haven't always had a lot of time for that. I kind of did it for a while when I put the book out, Work From Home Headhunter, five years ago. But then I got really lucrative, you know, the clients calling me and I just didn't have time to mentor. But I want to do that again. So with these podcasts, I want to, you know, mentor more women or at least help you in the best way I can. Um, so please find me online if you're looking for help with any of these topics. Uh, again, my book is out there. I'm really going to try to do more of these podcasts weekly. Today's Sunday, but I'm going to try to get them out at least like every Friday or at least every week for y'all and to see where you're needing help. Um, and then don't forget my own personal journey, which I mentioned with the first podcast after I turned 46 and trying to figure things to do with my life that would still be more fun. Um, you know, I've done some real estate investing. Some of you might know on the side for some time now, but I'm thinking about picking that up too. I'm not sure how much time I have in a day to do these different things and and one might take the lead for a while. Um, like the recruiting once again takes the lead like always, but, um, but I'm still very fascinated and interested um, in that. Uh, real estate investing, maybe more of like a commercial property versus just the vacation rentals or just straight up um, annual rentals I have in my hometown or not hometown, but my, my town locally now. Um, so anyway, you might want to follow that journey too. Let me know somehow in comments what there's more of an interest in interest is as I'm kind of reaching out there to everyone. If it is the recruiting you want to keep learning more about and having a community based upon us headhunting housewives all across the nation that are kind of kicking butt on your own as an entrepreneur, uh, making placements and doing great because I definitely want that community to evolve. Um, and maybe from a spinoff from that, you know, maybe there's more of you out there taking your money and investing in real estate like I have. So I'm curious to know how you all are doing it. So please kind of comment back to me as we build this together and maybe go on some new adventures together because I think that's kind of cool, especially the stage of life where there's maybe more time. I don't know about you all, but my oldest is already in college and my youngest is about to go to college next year. So hence all these new, I think, creative ideas that I want to find some fun things to put my time into now that I'm going to have some more of it. So anyway, it was great speaking to all of you again. Hopefully I didn't ramble in too many different directions, but I want to be here for help and support and just inspire any of you headhunters out there. So you know you're not alone. We're all in this together. And I hope to uh, do more of these and be meeting or speaking to you soon. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.